Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit is rampant. reading up uh, impact spoilers because TNA's been pretty good. Really? Yeah. I I I miss, I I I watch it every week and I'm not even saying just because of Matt Hardy uh <laughs> which which by the way it, Nero. It, it gets better every week. Does it really? All right, let me just put this into perspective for you. Mm. Okay, so uh, Matt Hardy is now uh, trying to use Brother Nero to. He's he's in his words. He wants Brother Nero to procure the tag team titles for him. <laughs> uh, as such, he is making Brother Nero go through the matches alone with little help from from a broken Matt Hardy. And now Brother Nero has been broken, so he's no longer Jeff Hardy. He is Brother Nero. So we have Broken Matt and Broken Jeff <laughs> trying to get the tag team titles from Decay. So I can only imagine. So wait, Broken Jeff, it, that what he's now like into this, or he's still kind he of he has like, been resentful? broken. He threw him. He swantoned himself onto a table. <laughs> oh my god! And became Broken Jeff Hardy. Okay, so what the fuck did he do to his hair? Because I know what Matt did to his I don't his. know yet, because this happened at the last live showing, oh, and Jesus. it's been going on for the tapings, and I haven't, been, I, I haven't been to the tapings, even though they're in town. I'm actually going to one tomorrow night. Yeah. Because uh, tomorrow, like, it, I think, man. the last taping here in Orlando. You're making me want to watch TNA again. Why the fuck do you do this to me? Because it's good. It's a good show. Oh. <sighs> I'm also, sure Dixie Carter apparently burned. is no longer in charge. No, I know Billy Corgan is now the president or yeah. the owner, uh, it, and it, she's it, been kind of demoted to something else. Yeah, he um, if he's the one behind all the recent changes, then more power to him because the well, show has been fantastic. It's a fresh voice, I think. Uh, apart from, it, <laughs> at least it's something different. You you know what it is? I feel like um. I feel like one of TNA's biggest weaknesses in the past is that it was at its worst when it tried to be WWE. Yeah. Um, but now it's it's really its own thing. Hmm. Where else would you know? I'm just gonna show you the uh, the ad for Bound for Glory that they're showing because that ad alone is my favorite pay per view ad <laughs> really? of the last few years. Oh my god! Here we go. Okay then. Bound for Glory. Uh, let me see. Where, all right. Feel free to play. Feel free to play it. Uh, okay. I don't know if you'll be able to. You should be able to hear it because this I time, called, yeah, because you're hosting you. the call. Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed that you can hear this then. Once a year. Yes, I can hear it. A symphony of destruction, an epic tale of star-crossed warriors, a chance for all to compose their magnum opus. Who will be deleted? And who will delete, 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 delete? Bound for glory, I knew you'd come. Bound for glory, only on pay-per-view. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, if that doesn't make you want to watch, I don't know what will. Uh, but apparently, uh, Matt cut a promo on Thursday in which he had a premonition. A <laughs> premonition. I had a premonition that Decay oh. was going to kidnap my son, King Maxel. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So they're kind of slowly making it. And they're doing the right thing with it, I think. They know it's so over with the fans that they're kind of slowly turning Matt Hardy into a stupid face. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, Damien Sandow. Right, yeah, he's in TNA now. Yeah. He, cut a pretty good, he cut a pretty good promo, too. Hang on a second, I'm going to play it. Oh, is it in related videos? Yeah. Oh, he's using the same music, that's cool. Not exactly. Oh, for fuck's sake. Should have just used the same music. I mean, it's not like he's going to get sued, but I think he's, he's, uh, he's not really going for that gimmick. Oh, actually, I don't mind the... Now that I can hear the sample of Alleluia in the background, it's not too bad. Yeah, I like it. Rolling Stone magazine broke the news. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yep. When names like Cody Rhodes and Stu Bennett and Ryan Reeves hit the free agency market, this man's name looked like a typo. Aaron Rex. Yeah. Apparently that's the name he picked. Okay. Not sure why he misspelled Aaron, though. That was right here in Orlando, and I could have gone. Well, good luck to him. It looks like you're going to put him straight in the main event, which I don't mind that at all. It does make them look rinky-dink again, though, doesn't it? In what way? In in the sense that you've got a guy who, even though he was over in WWE, he was constantly either not used or when he was used he was jobbed out to all and sundry and then he comes into TNA and he's straight into the main event I mean that being said when you factor in the um, he brings up a good point also I love how he's holding the mic yeah No, I am not going to stand out here and... Let it out, come on, let it out. This is a long time coming. And look, I've been to those Impact shows, and when I went, the crowd was like, you could barely hear them. Mm. You know, this actually sounds like an actually live hype crowd. I am going to do what I always have done, and that is come out here and tell the truth. I am going to speak with full disclosure. And for those that used to employ me, don't worry, because this is not about you. This is about something near and dear to my heart. Something that I've always put first and foremost in my career. The paying customer, the supporter of professional wrestling, the fans. And over the course of the last five years, 
me having this philosophy, some people have labeled me too entertaining to receive opportunities to compete for world titles. Oh, come on, let it out! But remember this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, no matter what any majority shareholder, CEO, or authority figure may want you to believe, Anyone who has ever set foot in any ring has always worked directly for all of you. So, impact, here we are. Now, there are some that are preordained to receive opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And in the process, not only is your intelligence insulted, but your opinions are thrown out the window. There are others that on an even playing field seize opportunity. And right here in Impact Wrestling, right here in TNA, this is the proving ground where a talent can pass or fail, succeed or not succeed, based on talent alone. And do we really need proof? I'll give you proof. EC3, Drew Galloway, Bobby Lashley, I mean, there's even a guy called Brother Nero that I hear everyone talking about, but I haven't met him. But he sounds pretty good. You get my point. When I first came here, there was a graphic that said, he's doing it his way. And this is my way. Even playing field. Take and seize opportunity. Exercise and realize my full potential. I've never tested my IQ. That was just an act, but thank you very much. But mark my words. My way is simply proving it here. And my way is not only going to change the landscape, but is going to change the very template of our industry. And for those of you that know me personally, you know I'm telling the truth. I've been called many names over the years. I'm going to keep it real with you guys. My name is Aaron. And as of right now, as of this second, Aaron Rex's new home is Impact Wrestling. You want to shoot Cowboy? Let's shoot. Aaron Rex has a plan. He's doing it his way. A breath of fresh air. Welcome to Impact Wrestling. What a night for Aaron Rex. A new beginning for this tremendous athlete. 
Yeah, you talk about shooting, Danny. Well, Rex shot straight from his hip. And I'm sure those bullets struck a lot of nerves. A tremendous premiere. I wish they wouldn't use the term shoot. I mean, maybe it was. I don't know. No, I mean, whether it was or wasn't, it's just saying that and being overly reliant on... on. Oh, God, I'm going to sound so much like fucking Cornette here. I hate it. <laughs> Don't but, we all hate Cornette? But it's like exposing the business... <laughs> To the extent. Oh, come that... on, don't, <laughs> don't do that. Look, I said that I hate that I'm saying it, um, but no, it, it's just the you say stuff like, "Oh, he's shooting there," and it's like, "Well, what do you mean shooting? Isn't it all real?" Um, I don't. Ah, oh, fuck it. He starts the entire thing off by saying, "Don't worry, former employers, this is not about you." And then immediately goes on a tirade about the place he used to work. <laughs> I mean, he, if you really think about it, he didn't say too much about WWE, actually. No, but he, you know, he, he said most the whole of what he said. Majority cause, cause shareholders I I, and uh, I CEOs. For a second, I mm. thought about that for a second, and I'm like, wait a minute, he didn't really say much about WWE. He just kind of said, like, you know, here at least I can do something based on how well I do. Oh yeah, no, no, he did say that, but. He did also allude to Roman Reigns, which doesn't fucking matter because of his position in the company. Like, I don't know. He's not wrong. He's not wrong, but at the same time, it. I don't know. I don't know. The problem is, I've seen so many times somebody come into TNA or Impact Wrestling <coughs> and they're like, I was held down in this place, and now I'm coming here, and I'm going to be the next big thing, blah, 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 and you know my talent is going to see me through. And yeah, sometimes it happens, and sometimes it doesn't. But it just... I, it still feels like TNA are just like, okay, let's take this guy that never got to the, the heights, and, and let's just put him in the main event straight away. And... I, well, I mean, don't as mind far as I know from the tapings, he's he's kind of like sort of in the main event, but he's not entirely in. The main event. Okay, yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, I I don't mind like if you bring someone like him in or like Cody Rhodes or someone like that, have them come in, and then do a a month or a two month program where they establish themselves as a guy that cannot be beaten and is rising to the top quickly, and then put them in the main event. Um, and to be honest with you, we'll I actually kind of appreciate the fact that they, you know, don't pretend this guy didn't come from somewhere else. Because that's something I actually really hate about WWE. No, they can acknowledge that. They can acknowledge it as much as they want. And WWE doesn't do that as much either when you think about the fact that, uh, okay, the club and AJ Styles, they were acknowledged as being from Japan. They didn't really acknowledge what they did before then. Um, yeah, I find it funny. I don't know if you, I don't know, if you know about this, but uh, hmm. apparently... They can say IWGP Championship, yeah, but they can't say New Japan. Really? Yeah, which is like the weirdest thing to me. Why can't they say it? Because they've I been told know. not to, or because um, there's a legal reason? Or I, no, it's not even illegal. I mean, here's the thing: it's not illegal for WWE to say TNA on the air, right? They just don't want to. Yeah, they just don't want to. That's it. Oh, um, that, it's that's not fine. illegal for them to say. Uh, 
Like it's not illegal for them to say any of these places. No, just no. So it's just... a, it's a directive that's been handed down from from Vince. Yeah, it, it, it's it's a Vince, you know, control freak thing. Yeah. Um, one of the things I kind of like about TNA is that they don't mind that. Like, look, you can't really pretend. I was thinking about this earlier because, uh, like you said about the cornet thing, you know, cornet's like, oh, you're exposing the business, right? Mm, yeah. Here's the thing that I find incredibly dumb about. We live in the age of Wikipedia, mm. right? Uh, the business is exposed. Like he hates Lucha oh, Underground, yeah, yeah. for example, yeah. right? Yeah. No, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I'm not on that side of the argument where I'm like, oh, we need to take it back to where it was and exposed. Blah blah blah. It's like it's, it's a cat's out of the bag, but yeah. you don't have to constantly allude to that fact because when someone does because it cheapens it it's like if you keep going back to that well then when you have like a cm punk moment or something like that it doesn't have the same impact like the reason that the cm punk promo had as much impact as it did in wwe was because they didn't do that they don't do that it's not something that they they do very often at all and so when it was done People were like, "Holy shit, what the fuck!" Like, do you remember, like, just how much chatter there was about that? Like, literally, like, I just do. After but it the thing is, the thing people forget mm. is they immediately fucked it up. Yeah, but that's not that doesn't invalidate my point, which is that if you save it so that when it's done, it's special. Just because they fucked up the the aftermath of that doesn't mean that it wasn't an impactful use of doing it selectively here's the thing is um like t- i can't think of too many times tna's done it in recent memory ec3 came in with a gimmick right mm. he didn't he didn't come in with the um with the whole you know oh i was held down over there mm. and now i'm gonna be big over here uh there was like little uh implications of drew galloway but more or less like the gimmick was that he was uh you know, rebelling against the authority in TNA and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was no, like, mention of WWE or that he was held down anywhere or anything like that. Um, Bennett isn't even a WWE guy. He came straight from Ring of Honor. Yeah. Lashley has, like, I'll be honest with you, he's amazing right now. Uh, he's, in, he's, <laughs> he puts on amazing matches. Uh, mm-hmm. And watching him live is something else. Uh, it's also kind of funny to me because, you know, like WWE, they just got a bunch of uh, you know promotion for like, oh, they let Brock Lesnar fight in the UFC while he's a wrestler, right? And then it turned out he was on banned substances. <laughs> Lashley's been doing both for the past five years. Yeah, and like no one will give uh, no one will give any credit for that, but he's he's been amazing in the ring. Meanwhile, Lesnar, like I'm always going to maintain that Lesnar at his best in the UFC was a one trick pony. And we know what kind of guy he is now that he came back and had to basically cheat against Mark Hunt. I, you see, I think he would have beaten Hunt with or without. I don't. I don't because the age is a factor and the layoff is a factor. Uh, if you factor in the the concept that like, look, Brock at his in, in his when he was fighting, amazing athlete, right? But when you stop for so long and then you get back into it, and it's not like he has like amazing cardio in WWE to begin with. No. 
You know, like you can tell during his big matches when he's getting tired. Hmm. Um, meanwhile, Mark Hunt, like the guy's the guy's been fighting consistently in the UFC for the past, like you know, the whole time Brock's been gone, Mark's been fighting. Hmm. And it really seemed like when that came out, it's like, look, I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that without that help, Brock probably wouldn't have been able to maintain that cardio that he needed to actually know beat mark hunt does he um, this is ignorant kind of non-regular ufc mma person asking question now but the sort of fight that brock fought where he was in control and on top for a majority of that match yeah does that necessarily need the kind of cardio that you think that the edge that the drugs gave him you know what i mean absolutely I would look. I, wrestlers exert. In, to, if you ask me, wrestlers exert the most force in in MMA mm. because they like it's a different. It's a difference between wrestling and jujitsu, right? In jujitsu, you're using your opponent's force against him. You're yeah. looking for. You're using leverage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're using just basic physics to get an advantage. But if you're a wrestler, you have to work to get someone on their back. You stay on top of someone. And in the meantime, yes, they're they're working to get out, to get out from under you, but mm. you are constantly putting weight on, and you are constantly trying to exert force mm. to stop someone from doing what they need to do. Because I think of the fact that Brock, being as huge a guy as he is, once he's on top of you, I don't necessarily know if he needs to exert the same level of effort that a smaller guy being in that same position would need to. See, here, here's the thing. Because he has both that the guys, on top. Bo- both the guys he lost to, mm. um, actually all three of them, were, were smaller than him. Mm. He lost to Frank Mir in the first fight because of, a, uh, I think it was a triangle choke. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost, that was his, his second fight actually. Um, or his third. I, I, don't, I, I think it was his first, uh, second fight, second fight. Uh, his next fight was against Heath Herring, who hasn't fought since, so that should give you an idea as to the caliber of opponent he had. Hmm. Then he then he got t- uh, tell you know bumped up to fight Couture, who was in that case like fifty pound difference. Hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a big difference there. Um, then you go to Shane Carwin, which he he could have very easily lost that fight if the ref decided that that first round was a stop. Did you watch that fight, or...? I watched most of the two, 200 fights. I didn't watch 201. So okay, because this is, like, way before. This was when Brock oh, was fighting. yeah. I mean, I, you know I'm, I'm a relatively newcomer to it. Like, All right, well, Ra- let me Rousey give you got the, me through the door, me, and then I kind of watching. Let me give you the short watching. and simple of it. Mm. Okay, so Brock fights Carwin. This is seen as uh, the first major threat. This is coming right after the Mir rematch, where he beats Mir. Mm-hmm. This is the first major... Uh, real threat he has. This is a guy who's undefeated, um, has amazing knockout power, has oh, never been out of the first round. Yeah, was Carwin the guy that takes like triple XL gloves? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uses yeah gloves I've that are bigger seen, yeah. than Lesnar's actually. I, I, I saw the fight, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah for the first YouTube. round, that fight could have easily been stopped. Yeah. And and here's the thing, is um, had that fight been stopped, nobody would have complained. No. No, I was no. surprised it went into a second. Yeah. Uh, most people were. Uh, I watched it with. I watched it at my friend's MMA school, and because they were showing it, and they had a bunch of people there, and you know, it's just a good time. Uh, and most of the people there were. So, it went to a second round, 
of course, there's the argument that if he, you know, if he wasn't, if he, if he should, if it, if the fight should have been stopped, he wouldn't have won in the second. But that brings to note that look, if you think you've got this fight in the bag, you're going to do everything you can to finish it. Hmm. Harwin gassed himself out trying to finish the fight, and like I said, you could easily make the argument that Brock should have lost that fight. Hmm. So his next fight was against Cain Velasquez, who's another undefeated guy and a wrestler. And I remember arguing with a friend at the time who. He was one of those casual, like, he was one of those wrestling fans who got into MMA because of Brock. Yeah. And believed, like, 100% that Brock was the greatest fighter on God's Green Earth. And I couldn't stand that. Mm. Uh, that being said, like, if, look, if Brock would have fought someone who he could have beaten, I would have been like, look, Brock's probably going to beat the guy just off his you know, weight alone, and the guy can't deal with the takedown. The moment he fought Kane, this is what I told him. The moment Kane gets up from a takedown, because it will happen, that fight is over. Hmm. First, uh, first two minutes of the fight, Brock goes for a takedown, gets Kane Velasquez to the ground, and Kane Velasquez immediately works his way back up. I'm talking like less than two seconds. He gets back on his feet. Hmm. And the moment that happens, it's over. Because that's Brock's one tool, and he doesn't have like like. There's this idea that like, oh, his heart, his fi- his fists are so large, his punches are, you know, but he doesn't know how to punch. Yeah, he can only use them when he's got them down on the ground, and he's, he's got those. He's got those head. hammer fists, but like, yeah. um, those are. You can ask a lot of MMA fighters; those are more annoying than anything else. Well, you can't put any force into it because the hand isn't designed to take that impact on the side like that. Yeah, it's it's not. Um, You're more likely to do damage to your own hand than you are to knock a, po- a opponent out using that, as far as I can tell. Yeah, Brock Brock is not a striker. There's nothing remotely powerful about his punches. He has big hands, and that's how he compensates for being a weak striker. Hmm. But like I said, the moment Kane got up from a takedown, Brock, like I said it right there, Brock is done. The immediate result of this is Brock is going to try to fight somebody else. Maybe get a shot at his belt back, but for the most part, it's it's over. He's uh, he's never gonna get a belt again. He's never gonna be a star in MMA again. He's gonna be a, a box office draw, you know. Mm, mm. But he's never going to be a main event player in the sport. Yeah. And later on, he was gonna fight um, Alistair Overeem, and he got completely and totally schooled in that fight by a guy who doesn't do wrestling. He doesn't do grappling. He's a pure striker. And peop- and I remember the same thing. People were like, oh, you know, Brock's going to win it because Alistair Overeem, Alistair Overeem doesn't know how to, you know, he doesn't know how to wrestle. He's not a wrestler. But he's the type of strike. Like, at the time, Alistair Overeem was kickboxing world champion, right? Hmm. Strike force heavyweight champion. And he's the only man in, 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 in the history of combat sports to ever hold both those belts at the same time, let alone to win two heavyweight like two main belts in both sports. Hmm. Uh, so it's going to, it's, it's the fact that he, that people, people legitimately thought Brock had a chance. I was just like, no, this guy's a world-class athlete. Brock is a very good wrestler. Uh, so what happens in that fight? Brock gets kicked really badly on the side of his uh, stomach, right? Hmm. And he just falls down. He just he just keels over, puts his hand up, does the whole no moss thing, and uh, it's 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 over, and he retired right there. 
That was his last fight in the UFC. Hmm. Uh, up until recently, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the the, the idea that Brock uh, could have done that to Mark Hunt without the, you know, performance enhancers, you know what? Five years ago, I would have believed it. I wouldn't have been skeptical. Hmm. But nowadays, I think he really needed it for the cardio. I think he really needed it because he's older. Yeah. I don't think his body is aged all that well. Mm-hmm. And you can see when he came back to Raw, he looks smaller. It's not just Roman. Brock looks smaller, too. Did you notice? When he came back? Uh, I don't know. Because he did that. I... He, well, Paul did that promo, and then Randy Orton came and RKO'd him. Hmm. And, I, and by the way, like I, Randy Orton is uh, he's way over, and I'm really glad. He's he having fun. Ha- he seems to be happy and have personality again. Yeah, he he's really having fun with it. I wish he would stop using the whole. It only takes one RKO to get to Viperville. I, I. Well, I don't know about the Viperville thing, but I do like that he's kind of embracing the uh, RKO out of nowhere meme. Yeah, no, I love that. Like because you know if you've got a move, it's kind of like you know Stone Cold with the stunner or you know kind of how the rock bottom used to be. Definitely how the pedigree was, where. It was a case of, I only need to hit it once, and that's it. Pretty much game over. Yeah, and that finisher is always going to look cool. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's a, he, it's he a diamond it cutter. It's a else. jumping diamond cutter. Yeah, you he can't... does it better than anyone else does. Um, I would say it's between him and DDP, but DDP doesn't jump with it, you know? The, uh, I mean, what I loved about DDP was that he could hit it out of anywhere. Yeah, I, DDP said as much. He, he said, look, Randy does it better than I ever did. Um, yeah, and it does look more spectacular the way that Randy does it. Um, oh yeah, I think it probably takes more of a it, toll. A, on he Randy. does it. He does it in a different way because, like, it, that match with DDP versus Goldberg, where he reverses the jackhammer into a diamond cutter, <laughs> that's still like one of my favorite moments. Yeah, well, it just works. Like, you look at the the way he's positioned; like, it makes perfect sense for that to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the actual Randy saying this whole oh, it only takes one RKO. To get to Viperville, it just pisses me off. I'm just like, no, that's a, that was like a clever line to use once, and then never again. But the fact that he keeps using it over and over again. Oh, you just, know how dirty we are with catchphrases. Oh, uh, but it's not a fucking catchphrase. It's <laughs> if you can put it on a shirt, it will become a catchphrase. Oh, that's just God, WWE. Go- they're you got have a freaking Nia Jax shirt that just says, "I'm not like most girls," and I'm like, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm a hundred percent sure that shirt already exists in Hot Topic. Hmm. A hundred percent. Fucking Nia Jax, man. Why don't you ask her how it feels? <laughs> I'm not like most girls. That fucking Valley Girl accent. I just want her off TV, man. It's I just can I just have Asuka? Can I? Can I not? Is that too much to ask? Can I not? Well, you just... have Asuka. She's gonna have. Uh... Isn't it this? This. Isn't it this weekend or something? Uh, this weekend or next, yeah. But I just want my style kick. I just that's what I want. That's all I need. Your style is her style is kick. My style kick. That's it. Why <laughs> she, she just ripped off that Shibata line? <laughs> but I love it. It's like it's simple. It's like yeah, I'm Japanese. I don't know much English, but it's like you talk to. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Uh, Nakamura, like listening to him delivering lines is fucking painful. 
but I love it so much. <laughs> he's still so fucking cool, though. Yeah. It's like his promo with Finn Balor where he was like, you know, I, I need to beat you to... Be- before I can be champion, I need to beat Legend. Uh, that whole promo was just so bad, but at the same time, I loved it so much. Um, yeah. I just... Because it, it just... Oh, it's next week. Next week is uh, SummerSlam. Okay, cool. Because um, it, it sounded terrible, but it had heart behind it. Um, but, you know, I what depresses me a little bit is is looking at um, Kenta, like the state that, that he's in now that he's come back. You know what? I'm just so immensely... Like, I look at... You know what I was, I was doing the other night? I was watching uh, Hideo Itami matches... And then I was watching Kenta matches. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not even going to show anything from matches. I'm just going to show his fucking entrance in Noah. Because mm. if you let this guy into NXT with this look, this gimmick, and this style, mm-hmm. and you just... Because it bothers me that they went with the whole, oh, he's Asian. Let's just make that his gimmick. Because <laughs> Nakamura came in as Nakamura. Yeah. I think what what annoys me is just the fact that we you look at him in his match that he came back in and there's something weird going on with the way that his um shoulder goes into his um his peck like there's they've taken like a chunk of his peck out or something and there's skin going down to somewhere that it shouldn't go down to and it just kind of looks weird and that's not the problem necessarily because I'm just like that 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 doesn't fucking matter. At the end of the day, it's the wrestling that counts. But it looks like he's got severe problems using that shoulder even now. Like the yeah, the mobility he... of that shoulder is severely limited. All right, here, cut to like four and a half minutes in. Okay, and it's just like the difference is so astounding. <laughs> この男がまさに日本のマットの代表ノミコロンで ベルトを防衛することは初度。自身の9度目の防衛戦。ベルトを持っての勝ち越し。2013年はケンタで始まりケンタに終わるのか。新勝。新たなノアの歴史に破団体のその名が刻まれるのか。全てはこの男にかか
明けコロシアムで12回目の GHC ヘリー級選手権試合三沢さんの緑を受け継ぎそして新章新たな色をこのベルトに注ぎ込んでいくチャンピオン健太9度目の防衛戦です Like, that's, that's a much better look than the uh, friggin' stupid yellow gi. Yeah. Well, he, he came in with this gear, didn't he? Uh, I think he did, and then they immediately put in, you know, Tradition. put him in yeah. you know, WWE editions. Oh, damn. Hey, Holly. Is officially a GHC heavyweight championship. Authorized and sanctioned by the GHC Title Committee. December 7th, 2013. The GHC. Yeah, I think this was right before he came by. Harley Race. NWA 世界王座8度ミスタープロレス70歳にしてなおその存在感はこの大会場でも輝いていますハーリーレイスです I got he pointed himself Yeah, no, I'm glad that it's army's back but I'm worried about that shoulder Can you send me a photo of it? I'd love to get another look Can't seem to find one Hang on Oh, is it the scar you mean? Well, there's the scar, but also... Um... Let me see if I can find a... It's going to be difficult to find. Ah, here we go. He looks a lot smaller. It's not just me, is it? He does look smaller. But then I don't think he looked... At, like th that video that you sent me... I think even at his biggest in WWE, he didn't look as good as he looked in that video. No. So he, no, he looks. He looks. He looks to be in amazing shape in Noah. Yeah, he definitely shrunk down a little bit. Here's a, a link to the uh, to the image. If you just look at the way that his shoulder, and it could just be scar tissue, but it just it looks iffy. That yeah, looks like scar tissue to me. Yeah, like you've got the scar on the actual shoulder, but then underneath it looks almost as though they've they had to go in through his like had armpit, to going through the arm. Yeah, and then it's not been repaired as well as it could be. Uh, it probably has. It's just a lot of scar tissue. I, I think that's more likely the case. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the mobility in that shoulder is—it's kind of like when Sami Zayn first came back from his problem with his injury. And his shoulder, it looked like he was still favoring that shoulder. Um, and that's kind of how Itami looks at the moment, the way he's wrestling. I'm, I'm just concerned that one bad bump or something and it's going to just get be completely unraveled. We'll have to wait. have to wait and see. I just hope they... Um... Hold on. I, I, I just hope they... Uh... Give the guy a freaking some sort of revamp for the gimmick because I feel like he came into NXT at the worst possible time because it was kind of in between the whole uh, oh we're gonna do you know we're gonna sign the usual WWE people and oh we're gonna sign like indie darlings mm. but it seems like they still didn't really quite know what to do with them 
Um, meanwhile, you know, like just a little while ago, like last December, it's like, oh, it's Nakamura. Oh, what's his new <laughs> name going to be? Is it going to be uh, Ninsuke Shakamura? Is that the? Uh... Yeah, that was that was yeah. a joke that I used more than no, once. No, no, and then it it just kept him as uh, what he is because he's such a big deal. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm really glad they didn't do anything to change him. I was kind of uh, hoping that when Itami came back that they would just wreck on it and he would just be Kenta again. That would be lovely. Um, but I, I don't know. I kind of get this bad feeling that Itami is not really going to go anywhere from this point. Yeah, I, I think Nakamura may have overtaken him. It's not really just Nakamura. It's just the fact that, like, his offense hasn't really, in my opinion, his offense hasn't really translated well to WWE at all. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's his fault. I think that's WWE's fault. Like, what's his finish again? Is it just a kick to the head? It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, I... They won't even let him do the go to sleep. Well, that's the thing. Let him use the fucking move. It's, he invented the fucking move. move. Let it him was fucking his do move. It. Um, Apparently, he's done it at. Um, he did do it at a house show or something. And he they does did it tease as, it. He does it at house shows. I don't think he's done it televised yet. They, they teased it at house uh, um, at tapings. Um, there was several occasions where he had the guy on his shoulders and he went for the move, but the uh, opponent escaped out of it. Yeah, and I he, think the uh, they won't was, even let him do that knee. No, um, the one that the one that uh, Dan O'Brien used as a finisher down the line. Yeah, I I think that his finisher is just a a running single leg kick, but it's almost like a drop kick. Um, it's kind of like a cross between the Kinshasa, which I'm still not 100 percent sure what the fuck the Kinshasa is. Is it is it like a super kick with his knee? It's what he used in Japan. It's the freaking. It's a running knee to the face. Yeah, in Japan. I mean, I like the Japanese name more. It's called the Bomaye. Yeah, you see, I, I, which is a, uh, it's an Ali yeah. and Inoki reference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically it's a super knee, is what yeah. I, I shall christen it as. Um, because it's delivered the same way. It's kind of like, oh, from the Kento one. No, no. If you if you look at the Nakamura's um, Kinshasa, it, I think it's the same Bomaye. thing. It's just it looks weaker because it's going to be. Hmm. Oh yeah, no, no, it's definitely the same thing. Uh, I'm just trying to um... like obviously it can't ever look that good again because in New Japan he's straight up like it's it's stiff, you know. He's yeah. hitting the guy. Yeah, that's why it looks so good. I mean, it looks fairly decent in NXT as well. Yeah, like that's you know what my issue with NXT is sometimes things look great mm. and sometimes they look god awful. They definitely need to work on their camera angles and cuts. I don't even think it's the camera angles. Cause some, like, some guys can sell a finisher real well and some guys can't. Oh, and then there's the some finishers view, yeah. that I'm just like, this needs to not be the finisher. Like, I know that uh, La Sombra has... Well, now he's he's uh, Andrade Cien Almas, which I, I'm saying this as a Hispanic man. That yeah. is the stupidest goddamn name. <laughs> I think it's literally just so that he can feud with... Um... Perfect ten. What's his fucking name? Ty uh, Dillinger. Ty Dillinger. Yeah. Who I who I still love, no matter what Tyler says. Uh, <laughs> but here here's the problem. All right, you know what his finisher is in NXT? I've seen two of his matches where he won. He does and this I like running know. double knee to the corner, right? But yep. it looks it 
like even in Me- in Mexico, it looks better. In NXT, it looks like he's just shoving his dick into a guy's face. <laughs> and and to, and to even bring that point home any further, I was talking to a friend of mine who was watching it with his uh, with his stepson, right? And I asked him, "Oh, what do you think about you know think about Cien Almas?" And he's like, "He's like, look, my son, my son thought it was a running dick." <laughs> And if a kid can look at that and point out, like, did he just hit him with his, you know... <laughs> with his junk. Yeah. yeah, with his junk. Is that his finisher? Uh, I think you may have a problem with your finisher. I've seen how it looks in, in uh, CMLL, and it looks great, because he runs at full speed. Yeah. But that's my point, is, like, certain finishers work if you go all out with them, and they just don't if you don't go all out with them. Luckily, uh, I think Nakamura's is fine. It usually looks very, very good. Uh... Uh, Cien not. He he just needs to not. <laughs> just please don't do it. Meanwhile, Ty Dillinger is fantastic, and I'll hear nothing uh, otherwise. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm not sure if it's got the legs for WWE, but I like him in NXT. I think he um. If you bring him in and you go all out with that gimmick mm. on like Raw or SmackDown, yeah, he can succeed. Just give him like you know what? Just give him like the old MVP gimmick, you know, <laughs> the number one free agent or something like that. He comes in and yeah. he's just he just he's got perfect tens down the line. He can't be the number one free agent though, because the one man brand is the free agent. One man brand. That's right. Uh, they need to. <laughs> they, they need to settle that. They, they, they need, need to. Put them on something. to they need to use that name as soon as possible. They I need. need to. I um, need to have one man brand on a t-shirt. It's one of those things, though, where it's like, are are you are, are they really going to just ignore the fact that you know? Because you know what the problem is, they wait way too long to resolve things. Hmm. And they leave things going for so long. And, and it's like when you're telling a, a joke that could have been good if it ended like a minute earlier. But you just keep it going and going and going. And, and then you get to a point where no one cares. Yeah. That's what I'm worried they're going to do with um, with Heath. Heathy baby. Mm. I'm hoping not. Like They've definitely... If you look at the uh, what happened on SmackDown this week... I have. I didn't see it actually. How was it? Okay, basically he had a match with Rhino and he lost. And he went into the office like steaming hot. Um, but just before he walked in the door, Daniel Bryan was saying that uh, basically like Heath Slater epitomised everything that the blue brand was all about uh, because that's a thing that they're doing now. They're saying blue brand rather than SmackDown. And yeah. um basically intimated that he wanted to give him a contract anyway. And Shane had a pad in his hands and uh, Slater came in and basically said, uh, I'm tired of being dicked about. Uh, I've got seven kids at home. Because that was a running joke through the night. First of all, he had two kids when he was talking to Rhino saying, yeah, you've, already yeah, got a, yeah. you've already got a contract. I've got two kids at home that I need to feed. And then he said something about having four kids <laughs> because he's a massive anime fan. And then um, when he went into the office, he said, now I've got to go Wait, home. Is he, is he a massive anime fan? I don't know. 
I don't think I, he is. I hope he is. Um, I, he, he said, I've got to go home now to my seven kids. And, you know, we just had a new pool put in. And I, now I don't know how I'm going to get that cleaned. <laughs> looked after. Um, and basically he just went off on one and walked out and said, look, I don't need this. I'm better than this. And he walked out. And then Shane was just like, well, I guess we don't need this contract that we drew up for him then. Um, so the joke there being that uh, Heath Slater would have got a contract if he had just slowed his role and listened. Um, and I I don't know what's going to happen on Raw. I guess the same thing. Or maybe they're going to be like, no, we're too good for Heath Slater. But then, what, is he going to end up at NXT? Or is he going to take over Superstars? Is Superstars still a thing? I don't know. I don't think it should be, really, should it? No, there's way too much pro- There's way too much WWE programming. Way so, too much. Yeah, but I, ju- Look, I just... Look, back in the day, you had Raw, you had SmackDown. And that was, like, in 98. You had Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And you had Heat. And if you were up at like 1 a.m. on a Saturday, you had Jack. Velocity was a thing. Yeah, but that came down the line, and I yeah. think it. Re- I think it, Velocity just straight up replaced Jack. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Um, but the, here's the weird thing: Heath Slater, not drafted, has been on every single episode of Raw and SmackDown since. Yeah. The, the other two members of the Social Outcasts. Where the fuck are they? <laughs> Because I know I saw I know I saw um, I know there was an episode of I think Raw Axel with, uh, had a match at some know, with point. the genesis of McGillicuddy. Mm. Uh but it's uh it's fantastic. Just the fact that he's gone unsigned and he is in every single show. Uh it's good news for him in a way. But I just hope they settle it soon because it's in danger of going too long. But my hope is because they've started changing it up a little bit with this whole, oh, well, we were going to give him a contract. I'm hoping that by the end of next week, we will have some sort of answer. Because it's starting to get a little bit long That's my point. It gets gets stale. Yeah. It gets really, really stale. Um, If they don't capitalize on it i'm still a little shocked that they went with Dolph ziggler i'm not it feels a little uh it feels like a little uh too little too late i think he's a safe pair of hands to have a good match with and... i don't feel if that's i don't think that's the number one contender that makes sense though yeah but i mean who does then oh let me see who 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 else was uh who else was in that match the big breakfast Baron, uh, that would be Baron Corbin. The big breakfast would be Baron Corbin. Uh, sorry, I, 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 I could swear you're saying something. Yeah, can you hear me? But all I'm, yeah, I, but all I'm hearing is, uh, all I'm hearing is someone chowing on lunch. <laughs> uh, God, it's 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 almost like you're saying a name and it just sounds like noise. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Is that too harsh? Uh yeah, maybe slightly harsh. Um Just a little bit. <laughs> uh Callisto was also in that match. Uh, I wouldn't have done Callisto. You also had Del Rio. You had Del AJ Rio. Styles. I think they're saving that for once the Cena thing is done with. Probably. You could have done Cruz. 
I'm sorry, yeah, Apollo they had, Creed. They they <laughs> they had different plans for him, obviously. Uh, let's see, you could have done Bray, who sorely needs something. Well, they're kind of getting him involved with it anyway. I mean, he needs something like substantial because mm. his his he's kind of dying out. I and he's. He's becoming kind of a joke. Uh, yeah, I got a serious vibe in the last couple of weeks that they were trying to make Ambrose into, at the very least, a bit of a tweener. Um, they could very well be. Uh, I don't know how much of a tweener. It's not, it's not like he's Bobby Lashley. Well, the fans who, just don't want to hate him. That's the thing. No, he's too. He's too likable. He's way too likable. Off the wall. But uh, last... you know what? I was surprised they didn't do on Monday. Mm. Uh, I'm surprised because Cesaro had that match against Rusev at the end of the night, right? That's right, yeah. And they were kind of teasing that Rusev was going to, like, I thought what they were going to do is Rusev's going to win the belt and immediately say he's going to SmackDown. Right? Uh, That's what I thought they were going with. And they kind of teased that with, like, Daniel Bryan being like, I think they're treating you very unfairly or something. Yeah, I I wondered if Cesaro might end up going to SmackDown, but then I thought to myself, how could that happen? Uh, I don't know. Uh, That happened all the time when the the brand split first happened. Yeah, well, they'd have to make a trade. No, no, it wasn't wasn't anything like that. I, I distinctly remember, like, on the first few months of the draft split, People would just jump ship. Yeah, but that was that was last time, and I think they're trying to make this draft a bit more legit in terms of once you're drafted to a show, that's it, unless there's some sort of trade done. And that's what they should be doing, really, because otherwise, what does the draft actually count for? It's, I don't. I, there's a part of me that understands it, but I don't want that legitimacy. I liked the. Like, like I liked when I was younger, and I liked the brand split, and I liked the idea that, like, oh, all of a sudden one night, a guy from another show mm. is going to come here and just shake things up and be completely, and, you know, everything's going to be a little different. Uh, I love that concept. They might still go along with it. They haven't necessarily ruled that out. They can go with it, but They wouldn't I have do teased think... it if they weren't going to explore that. No, but, but I genuinely do think that it's something that they should, I don't know if, if they necessarily will, but I, I think it's something that they should do as part of a, a trade kind of deal. I mean, they could still do stuff like that too. But yeah, they can still have it I think be a surprise. I think it'd be a good idea to do both. You can still have surprise um, people turning up. It would just be a case of the general managers haven't told the fans that they've made this trade. Well, you know, you know what? You know what? That, if, if they would have done that at the end of the night, like Cesaro has a title shot for the US title, right? Hmm. Loses because of outside interference from Sheamus immediately gets on the mic and says, screw this, I'm going to SmackDown where I don't have to deal with this crap. People would have tuned in the next night to SmackDown. Mm. Yeah, that's that's good ratings for both shows. But you know? it just opens then, up then, that can of worms, you, doesn't you keep it? That going, you keep that going by being like, oh, SmackDown needs to give something to Raw you know, to balance out that Cesaro left. Mm. And then, again, you, you're just, you keep people watching every other show. I think that makes sense to me. It it does make sense, but I I do still think that if you have that happen, then it just opens up a whole can of worms where you've got a lot of people that would just be like, "Well, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go here," and you know, 
it didn't would... happen all that often back then. Because uh, at the end of the day, it's still written. Yeah, no, I, I, I just think, um, I don't know, I don't know. It's it's just kind of like, at the moment, what would stop everybody from going to SmackDown because they're the ones that have got a title, or what would stop all of the women on SmackDown going to Raw because they are the ones with the women's title? I'm you assuming know? that down the line they'll. Uh... They're, they're going to announce a new tag title. They are this. going to announce new titles. They they've already confirmed that that's going to happen. It will probably. Well, yeah. Then that's that's the probably... reason no one will jump. Yeah, but I I I would just rather that you can't. Hey, your girl, move. your girl debuted on SmackDown. Yeah, she did. I didn't watch. I don't know if she was any good. Uh, I did see Finn Balor being a total dork on Raw, though. <laughs> Do you know about the Demon Sith? I'm going you to tell you about the, the demons. Huh? I'm going to tell you about the demons. I'm going to tell you about my favorite anime. <laughs> and you're going to listen. Oh, dude. And I'm not going to listen to any of your pop punk garbage. I'm Irish. We invented, look. We invented demons. I'm going to kick your arse. Fucking. Okay, okay I, I need to tell you this, all right? So me and Lisa and Holly are all watching Raw mm. because it's Monday night. We're all here. There's nothing better to watch, and we like being entertained, even if something's so bad it's entertaining, right? Yeah. The moment that promo ended and it cuts to, like, the demon flash thing, <laughs> I, I promise you, all three of us were on the floor laughing. <laughs> WWE has succeeded in making Finn Balor look like a complete dork. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like I wanted to laugh at it. I want Finn Balor to do well on Raw. I want him to be the face of the promotion. But holy shit, that segment was corny. It was corny. But I like that they're giving more of an explanation as to why he does it now. Like before, it was just kind of like, oh, he goes to a dark place and he paints himself. I, and now it's kind it's of like, like a Rastafarian raver. Yeah, but and and now they're saying, I'm oh, never, it's because I'm he's never... channeling the spirit of the Demon King. And... You know what? It, it would look better without those stupid dreads. Yeah. If it was just the paint, mm-hmm. it would look fantastic. But the the stupid dreads he comes in the ring in. Just... All right, man, put on some Jimmy Cliff. You it's know, not even let's... proper dreads. It's like it's a skull cap with belts attached to it. It looks really. Like, it legitimately has just belts. That have had the buckle cut off of them, and they've been sewed onto the top of the hat. It, look at yeah. it next time he comes down. It looks awful. It's like they—it's it, a five-year-old's fucking craft project. They probably it got looks, Bailey's best friend to do it for them. It does look really, really bad. And with the blue and the red and everything, it's just like, come on, guys, just, just black. Possibly a little bit of red, but keep it. Oh, there, there's dark. um. Okay, so they were streaming Raw on WooTube, right? Yeah. Uh, they teased uh, they teased everybody watching because during the Rusev promo, uh, they kind of like, during a pause, they kind of played Kurt Angle's music. <laughs> and I would have erupted if that happened. Oh, man. I still want Kurt Angle to come back. It would be great if he turned up as uh, American Alpha's uh, manager. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Honestly. I've, I, I've been saying for like the longest time, like, it would be absolutely fantastic if American Alpha said, you know, let's say they're feuding with somebody or having a tough time. They're like, we got some real good help here. Do it in fucking Pittsburgh for the hell of it. Yeah. For that fucking pop. And then you got Kurt Angle come out 
as like you know the the uh, the moral support for American Alpha, <laughs> especially if you're doing it now with the Olympics going on. Yeah, it just makes sense. And then they win with an ankle lock. Yeah, or an Olympic an, slam, an American ankle lock. Oh, nice. American I'm just, Alpha. I'm looking lock. at the roster for WWE. Uh, I want Tyson oh, to come back. Is he coming back? I'm Don't not. Know. I'm not 100 percent sure if he's ever going to get cleared. You know, I'm. I'm also noticing why is Nia Jax a thing when Tamina's still around? <laughs> because they're both basically the same size. Um... Yeah, but one of them. One of them can actually. One of them wrestle. can actually wrestle. No, you're right. Um... The other is one, Tamina why don't injured? you ask her how it feels? Is Tamina injured? Uh, I don't know. She always seems to be injured. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if she is. Uh, Triple H apparently is still on the roster, even though what happened to him? Did uh, Roman Reigns eat his soul or something? Pretty much. Is that what happened? I think so. I mean, he definitely came back fatter. He... <sighs> He is busting out of that fucking top of his. He, I don't want him to beat Rusev. No. Don't do that to Ruru. <laughs> Fight with Baron Corbin or something. I don't care. I'm kind of all out of sympathy for Reigns. Like, I, I still don't dislike him, but the whole drugs thing is just stupid and idiotic. And Well, here's the other thing. He is, I, you saw the promo with Rusev, right? Yeah. Who's the face? Yeah, it's a good question. And they do this quite often. They oftentimes do mix up the face and heel in It's these supposed years. to be Rusev is the heel. Yeah. But, like, I'm watching with Lisa and Holly, and Lisa, who doesn't watch wrestling, just feels bad for Lana. Yep. And Holly's just like, well, Holly's a Rusev fan, so she felt bad for Lana and Rusev anyway. <laughs> Um, and I was just like, you know, the, the man, this was uncalled for. Yeah. Man comes in, ruins a perfectly good, uh, ceremony, you know, with his stupid hot dog face. Oh man. Just turn him heel. Just turn Roman Reigns heel. They should He's do a getting double booed turn. against like, you know, Rusev. Just turn him heel. Do a double turn. Turn Rusev face. I kind of want to cheer for Rusev. I think everyone cheers for him anyways. He's really likable. Yeah, but I want him to actually be kind of like the likable, slightly goofy guy who... He's he's a lot like Eli Drake and... in TNA, where it's like, this guy's clearly a heel, but the moment he opens his mouth, I can't help but enjoy him. <laughs> have you heard Eli Drake? I have, yeah. Oh my god, I... But the like, thing is, like... That man, could, that man could call me a dummy all day. <laughs> the thing about Rusev, though, is that... Him and Lana, like, him acting like a big doofus around her is completely fine by me. And yeah. it would make him really likable as long as she was acting in a likable way as well. Yes. Uh, because that would, he would just be kind of like the big dum-dum who loves his missus and would do anything for her. And how can you hate somebody that does that? Um, yeah. So. No, it's like, okay, like. As they're showing the little wedding photos, Holly Holly's just going like, "Aw, <laughs> yeah." <"Aww." laughs> I'm like, "Look, I can't hate that." No, you can't I hate can't, it. I can't hate that. They he want gave, me to hate this, but he I'm gave his it. wife the wedding of her dreams. And then Roman Reigns did what Roman Reigns does. Mm. 
and he just came and ruined everything. Yeah. Baby girl. Fucking Roman Reigns. I just, I, I don't dislike him, but I just don't like him at all anymore. Because he's a fucking idiot. And... Jack and the Beanstalk and Roman Reigns. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You think Vince has given up on him yet? Um, or do you think it depends on if he loses at SummerSlam? This is the thing. I'm not sure because if he had been truly given up on, I don't think he would be in a title match. I think he'd be in a few. What if he loses it clean? If he loses clean, then fantastic. And yes, he has been soured on. And uh, do you think you? Well, I mean, if they if he loses clean, I think the only way to go with him is to turn him heel and just you know see where that goes. Yeah. You know, because it's just clear it's not going to work as a face. But I think Vince, Vince I... is a uh, nothing if not a stubborn mule. Yeah, but I'll, I'll obsolete mule, brother Nero. <laughs> I'll beat this horse until it's dead. Um, he jerks off on that fucking horse. He, oh, he gets all in it. That's um... the kind of man Vince McMahon is. <laughs> um, no, I'll beat a dead horse. I I really want to see a face Rusev to see how that would work. I think it would be great as long I as you make it funny. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. Like, do kind of like a like. Here's the thing, I think WWE misunderstands that you can do funny and serious at the same time because it's like, oh, you can either be Santino Morella or like Jack Swagger, but hey, you could probably do both and still be likable. That's what The Rock was. Yeah, you know. Yeah, basically, you can. I'm trying to think. Like Edge at times could or do. Eddie Guerrero with China. Oh god, yeah. They did goofy, but then they would also like when it came time to go, they just they could go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 it was a great it was a great pairing. They were great together. Mm, yeah. I want to see it, that. You got a whole gimmick from that. Mm. And I would like to see Sheamus get a different haircut and possibly I'm I I just be nice look, I just I look at Sheamus and I'm like, why do you have to ruin my night? <laughs> I really wanted Cesaro to win and jump to SmackDown or something. Also, nobody pointed this out. I like how Roman waited for Rusev to interfere and the match to end before he comes out. Yeah. What a what a wonderful <laughs> face that man is. I, I felt a little bit sorry for Rusev, though, because he turned slightly too early and then just had to stand there like a fucking idiot waiting for Reigns to spear him. Yeah, like, or Reigns was too late or something. Yeah, he just kind of like had to put on this kind of like, Oh no, I'm going to get speared face and then hold it for longer than was comfortable. Look, they they just need to give Roman Reigns a big money Reigns gimmick. Have Vince McMahon come out as his manager. Yep. And just have Vince constantly be like this man is the future, damn it. And he's have Roman in sunglasses and like a suit <laughs> being like I'm money, big money, big money Reigns. And then he can be broken Roman. Well, he, they, they at this point they have to go one of the two. Could he? He could be brother Caligula. Brother Caligula. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Look, just uh, it'd be great if it's, if if uh, like they do a one night thing. Matt Hardy shows up on Raw. <laughs> brother Nero, I knew you'd come. Brother Roman, <laughs> I knew you'd come. You brought Caligula I, with the you. The seven deities have called me here. From my zone of impact. <laughs> and they have called me to delete you. <laughs> you will be deleted. 
Matt Hardy is my favorite wrestler in the world right now. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. Like, I've been watching TNA every week ever since Final Deletion. You know what? Good good for him. He did something different. He changed up his look and his gimmick. And it's working somewhat. It's over. It's over. It's over as all hell. Brother Nero, it's over. He did the talk as Jericho completely in character. I do not understand why people think this is an act. This is my true form. I think I need to listen to this episode of Talk is Jericho. It's on YouTube. He just he oh, does man. the whole interview Holy in character. Holy shit. That sounds pretty good. I haven't listened to Talk is Jericho in ages. That cowbell got on my nerves. Yeah. And him thinking that he's funny with his character. Was it Egypt or something he calls that character? I don't know. Um, I do know I love current hipster Jericho. Yeah. You know what? That That is probably the best thing about Jericho at the moment is his character. Um, uh, with the scarf. <laughs> Stupid idiot! You're gonna get it. What's I got it? someone to watch my vac. Yeah. Who? Uh, Jimin? Jim Applethwaite? Jimin Marvin. Jimin Marvin? Jimin Marvin Luder? <laughs> the, the toughest guy west of Winnipeg? Has the shot put world record? I won, I won the first Money in the Bank in uh, Apple. <laughs> I love yeah. Jericho. No, so his much his now. delivery is pretty decent, uh, and his his, his comedic timing is fantastic. Yeah, his interactions as that character are, are pretty decent. Um, his match. So I'm trying is... to get trying to get Tom Phillips to laugh. Yeah. Like he, that was great. <laughs> he was corpsing so bad. Yeah. Stupid idiot. <laughs> This is seven hundred fifty dollars scarf. It's an ascot, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Uh, I I don't know. Like I think big cast is going to be the next big thing, from what I heard. Oh man, I hope not. I, I, for, only for one reason. Um, it's it's the year after two thousand fifteen, and uh-huh. you've got a guy making homophobic jokes. What did he say? Because I heard about that. Uh, and here's and here's the other thing is I'm not sure like because it's WWE, so you're not really sure what they wh- whether they wrote it or or the writers told him to say. I'm sure it. it's the writers, but basically, like he said, so you've got his back and he's got your back. What you're scrubbing each other's backs like you're in the bath together, like Bert and Ernie. Um. I mean, that doesn't sound like uh, I'm just going to say it. That doesn't sound like an Enzo and Cass promo. That it sounds like a uh, no. WWE no. writers wrote yeah. that. Yeah, but it, it's super it. obvious. So I, I, what you can't it... really, if that's the case, you can't really hold them accountable. No, but I I don't know. I, 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 I know that they can't exactly say, no, I'm not saying that. But you'd like to think that they would at least try to say, look, I don't think that that's a very good thing to be saying. Um, but, I don't know. It is what it is. But yeah. I, uh, I I didn't like that particular promo. Because no, I, 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 I don't think anybody did. I heard no. nothing but bad things. There's, um, there's no room for that. Yeah. Um, supposedly, they also said that they're going to, like, implement, like, LGBT storylines. And hopefully Darren Young is going to be one of the first ones. 
Aaron Young. Yeah, he he's uh, he, he's gay as anything, and he's about as gay as you can be without being a stereotype. And by that, I mean like he just happens to be gay. Yeah, and, um, and that's fine. He's he's got glitter and shit all over his jacket and his stuff. Uh, but I just I think it would be good for him to finally just be able to fully put out the message that he's putting out because at the moment he's kind of he's he's got that block the hate thing with his arms and stuff which initially I thought was him making a signal of like the equals sing- symbol yeah. for like equality but apparently now it's block the hate but whatever works um but I, I love the Darren Young angle by the way I, maybe not, I not the Titus O'Neil stuff but I I can't no, not him love and, Bob Backlund Yeah him and Bob Backlund are fantastic together Yes. Um, and apparently he's wanted it for some time. Uh, he, he's wanted Bob Backlund to be his manager for, for some I'm time. I'm surprised they went along with that because <laughs> you can't control Bob oh, Backlund. Oh, no. Bob Backlund is as There's mad no as a box of frogs. There's no way he's being scripted. No, he's not. He's completely off his rocker. And, and that's why he's great. It. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that um, Darren Young is capable of putting across a great message. And in order to do that completely, they need to allow him to actually, on TV, come out and just be like, look, I'm gay, deal with it. Um, Because at that point... Part of me really hopes they don't go along with that. Because it's so predictable. It's predictable, but I don't think it's harmful. And that's the main thing, it's like... you, you. you should have like strong you know if you're gonna models. do that. I would love it if if you're gonna do that. You're, you you do it like this, where it's the kind of thing where like, uh, coach, I'm 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 gay. Yeah. Well, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> but that has nothing to do with you being great again. Listen to me, Pat Patterson is one of the greatest intercontinental champions yeah. of all time, and he is as bent as a nine dollar note. So you get out there, yeah. and you beat that man's ass. Not like that. You know what I mean. Beat his ass. Beat it hard. <laughs> that, like, that would be the way to go. Yeah, that would absolutely be Don't the way to go. Don't try to make it something like, you know, like, that's the best way to handle it. <laughs> Just have Bob Backlund be like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best possible reaction. I uh, fucking love Bob, ba- Bob Backlund, dude. I that, genuinely... Look, if you're going to do that... That's the way to do it. Don't bring a big, don't bring a bunch of attention to it. Because if you do it that way, where it's like make it a big deal, that you're you're really just baiting it. You're really just yeah. Baiting no, I I don't I don't necessarily think it should be a, uh, that there should be like a big deal made of it. But I think it would help get that message across. And and also, he can be that role model just by getting it out there. It um, would feel so forced, though. Yeah, but it doesn't That's have to be like problem. you said. Like, like, like it, but like you've said, like it doesn't have to be forced. Like you can just drop it in there, and then the knowledge is is there on TV. No, no, no. That that's. That's what I'm saying. What I, what I'm saying I have an issue with is if you do that and it becomes a big storyline and this huge deal. And... No, it doesn't need to be a huge storyline. But you know, you, you've got a lot of people that are watching the product who can they 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 will from that point on know that Darren Young is a gay man even though like that's basically they've just been told oh he's gay and then they move on with it and he just does his own thing as he has been 
It's not yeah. a storyline. It's just, oh, he's a wrestler, but he's also, he happens to be gay. And that can be um, a fantastic help and support to a lot of people out yeah, there yeah. that are dealing with Definitely. it. And that, that's where I think it can be helpful. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't want it to be turned into some sort of um, kind of clickbait thing where it was just like... Yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want I, it to, I, to be, be fair, if like I don't, that. It, here's the thing. If they try to do that, I don't know if Backlund has the capacity to even play that role. <laughs> um I don't think that's I don't think it's possible for Backland to play anything but Backland. Yes. There's no way they're there's no way he's scripted. There's no way. I've known Pat Patterson for 25 years. He's a good man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, just do something like that. Why the hell did you think I'd have a problem with you being gay? Have you met Pet Patterson? <laughs> yeah, just immediately go with to be like, you're gay, and Pat Patterson wears a dress. Who cares? <laughs> oh, That's dear. not gonna make you great again. Give me fifty Hindu squats. I don't even know what those are. I uh, they, I know they're a thing. <laughs> also, what is this? The like billionth time Titus has turned heel randomly? Oh, yeah, probably. It's almost certainly the second time against Darren Young, and it's exactly the same way as well. I... The thing is, with the draft, you would have thought that they would get all of these people and they would separate them. But no, they've clumped them all together. And it's not even like one set of feuding people got clumped together. You've got Zayn and Owens. You've got Natalia and Becky Lynch. You've got the primetime players. Um, the only people that they've split up, like literally the only people that got split up were Callisto and Sin Cara, and they broke up completely amicably. What's yeah. the fucking point? And they put them on the wrong show. Because Callisto should be on the show that has the cruiserweights on it, unless the plan is for South uh, itself is for SmackDown to gazump Raw and take the cruiserweight division from them, which I think would not be a bad thing. But I'm actually reading the TNA spoilers. It looks uh, really good. Yeah, uh, they didn't. Well, do you want? Do you want? Do you mind me telling you? Or I don't care. I the okay. chances of me actually well, watching not, it. Well, they're not. They're not putting. Um, you know, Rex straight in the main event. Okay. Uh, they're turning Galloway heel. Oh, okay. In what seems like a pretty solid heel turn. And he's going to feud with Aaron Rex. Okay. That no, seems that's to be fine. like that's where they're going with it. That's fine. I think um, I've been expecting Galloway to turn heel for some time. Um, I mean, uh, it makes sense cause that, that, that he'd do it. Yeah. But he plays heel so well as well uh, uh, on top of that. The, he play. He, I know he's a heel in the UK. He's amazing at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the benefit of being Scottish is that if you go to any English town, you are basically a bad guy before you say anything. Yeah, and it's the same in other places. Um, OTT over the rope wrestling. Um, over the top rope, maybe. I don't know. OTT anyway. Uh, it's an Irish promotion. And if you go over there as an English wrestler, you are automatically a heel. That, uh, 
That makes sense. It it does make sense. Um, well, I mean, if you're Marty Skrull, you're going to get... Oh, moved. dear Lord. That guy has come on leaps and bounds. Oh, my God. I remember when he was Party Marty. Yeah. And he sucked. Yeah, he was not good. Uh, I mean, his gimmick wasn't good. <coughs> the ring, it was fine. He's always but been now, serviceable. now as the villain... That is a look. That is a guy I want to see on WWE television. That is a guy I need to see, you know, in the main of somewhere. Because mm. he is, like, and this isn't knocking, like, a UK independent scene, but he is too big for that. Oh, yeah, no. I I think the aim should always be to graduate from the UK independence. And, I mean, there there are some, there are some guys who, like, they necessarily don't want to go to WWE, but everybody has a, a high point. Like, some people want to go to Japan for you know, some people want to go to Mexico. Um, Kenny Omega is a pretty notable example because I remember a shooter interview with him. He's like, I never wanted to go to WWE. No, I no to go he, to wanted, Japan. he wanted to go to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't really a big WWE guy. Like, you know, uh, he, he never, it just kind of happened where he, they wanted to sign him and he's like, well, screw it. You know, may as well. And then they didn't even put him on TV. They didn't even keep him because mm. apparently he had problems with Demott. Oh, there's a surprise. Yeah, but you know who doesn't? No. He was he was one of those guys who like had had a lot of problems with Demont, so you know it happens. Well, but he's ha- he's happy in Japan. He's he's in New Japan. He's on top of the world. Yeah, from everything I've heard, Demont's a complete arsehole. So <sighs> yeah, I guess some people won't say it. Mm. Like you won't hear it from anyone in the company. No, well they're towing the line. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Hmm. I'm, I'm kind of hoping for one of those Austin podcasts that they do after the show and someone just kind of blurts out something and then they get fired for it. <laughs> I still haven't watched the Ambrose one. Was it any good? Do you know? Um, I heard some of it and I'm just... <laughs> you know, I was utterly shocked because Ambrose seems like the most boring person to talk to. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he seemed like he couldn't care less about the fact that he was being interviewed by Stone Cold. Hmm. Uh, everything was like on the spot answers, and he was just like Stone Cold would ask him like, "Oh, how was your childhood? You know, how was growing up?" He's like, "It was all right." <laughs> you know, I'm gonna complain. It was all right. You know, <laughs> you gotta give me something to work with. Casually, he's just kind of casually sitting there, like he looks like he couldn't care less. Yeah. And to me, it's like, look, if I was a pro wrestler and I was being interviewed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. I would be so enthusiastic, and mm. I'd be saying so much. Yeah, it, it sounds like Brock Lesnar said more than Ambrose. Yeah, did. Brock Lesnar was a lot more <laughs> likable and talkative on the Austin Show than uh, Ambrose. You know, like I, thought, I thought Brock came off a lot more uh, personable in that in in that once in they that started, interview than yeah. he ever has in his whole career. Once they started talking about. Rifle scopes and and trucks and trucks. Yeah, <laughs> you got you got your truck in here. It's a, it's a okay, big let's, you got. let's stop oh, talking yeah. about wrestling for a second. I want you to tell me about your truck. You got your baby here. We got a picture on the big screen. I want you to tell me about this. This goddamn, that's a good looking truck. Tell me about just this a, truck right here. Just imagine, just imagine like the next guy goes to be. Let's say Kenny Omega goes, for example. Right, he gets <laughs> yeah. interviewed by Austin. You're like, all right, so what'd you like growing up? God, God dang it. Don't be, oh, I like grew up watching, uh, you know, Gundam. Uh, oh, God damn, I love that Gundam. <laughs> you know, I remember when I was at this UFC show. This kid comes up to me. He's like, oh, Stone Cold, you got to watch Gundam. Hell of a yes. show. I tell you, I thought the kid was crazy. Yes. But my God, GundamInfo.com, you got to go. <laughs> I found out about this thing called Gunpla. 
on Woo that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I you telling you. me. Yeah. That's why I'm laughing so hard. No, it's because this guy, this guy claimed, um, this guy claimed that he had back, he had seats behind Austin and CM Punk at a yeah. UFC show, and so, and, and he was asking, oh, what, what should I do if I get a chance to talk to them? Because my dad Talks actually about like, Gundam. Yeah, and it was like, just tell him about Gundam. Get him, get him to plug Gundam on the podcast. I thought it was gonna be some dumb kid show, but goddamn, people die. Real good stuff. You can watch it at GundamInfo.com. That's G-U-N-D-A-M-Info.com. You can watch it at 1 o'clock. You can watch it at 2 o'clock. You can watch it at 3 o'clock. And send them the passcode. Austin loves Gundam. <laughs> I, I was watching love- this little video got sent to me. Some kid playing video games. And... He comes up to the talking about the K Brad entry. Yeah, he comes up to the ring. And Take a drink for the working man. And the referee, he's wise to the gimmick, and he feeds yeah. into the stunner. Oh, he's your your boy was wise to the gimmick. He fed up the stunner. <laughs> he got the soda cans, and he. <clears throat> oh God, Felipe's pirate voice is my Austin voice. I can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. I just can't maintain I, I could, it. I, I, I could do Austin. I could do uh, a <coughs> man. Ooh, yeah. That's about as best as I can manage. Oh, my Let throat is... something here. There was a lot of rumors going around, right? <laughs> I got kicked out. Did I get kicked out in a dummy, dummy wee for looking at Stephanie <laughs> the wrong way? But I tell you, I was down with Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> See, that hurts my voice, but it's yeah. worth it every time. Gave her a little Slim Jim, yeah. Give her a little Slim Jim, yeah. Get get some uh, get some real beef going in there, yeah. yeah. I like Arby's, I like roast beef. Yeah. What I really like to do on a Friday night is get in the car and go for a little drive, yeah. <laughs> I just, and man, I don't know. Being a wrestling fan is, I, I say this too much, but being a wrestling fan is the best thing. <laughs> also the worst. It gives as much as it takes. Oh, and it sure as hell takes. I have, you know, I, I, I've been getting a lot of gray hairs lately. I'm pretty sure it's because I'm a wrestling fan. Oh, dude, don't. I, I'm growing my hair out for, like, charity, and it's amazing just how much more. The only time that gray hairs will show up is when your hair is very short or ve- or quite long. Well, my hair is pretty short. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'm getting maybe I'm getting in a silver fox mode. You know. I mean, I I got my first gray hair at 21. Um, I'm pretty sure I had some back then. And I'm like, I'm I'm 33 now, and I'm okay. Like, <laughs> my sister looked at the back of my head the other day, and she was like, "No, you've you've got quite a few gray hairs there." And I was like, "Oh God, damn it!" Um, because the idea is I want to donate the um the hair to the little princesses trust. Um, which make uh, human hair wigs for kids that have got cancer. We got some like that here. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's um, lots of love. Daniel Bryan donated his hair to a yeah. similar thing, and that's where I got the idea for it. Um, but yeah, but uh, it, it was mainly because the the first thing I thought was they had these adverts for something called Brave the Shave, which was you basically get people to sponsor you, and then you shave all your hair off. And I was go. like, well, that's that's great. I'll do that, but. Um, 
my hair's kind of already quite long on top because I haven't had it cut since I saw you guys in February. Um, so it's all kind of grown out now and the top is like super, super long. Um, and I was like, well, it's kind of a waste to just chop it all off. And I kind of remembered the whole Daniel Bryan thing and I was like, okay, I'll do this then. And I looked it up and I found this place, Little Princess's Trust. And, um, yeah, you can donate your hair. The only proviso is that you can't have too many greys in it. They do take dyed hair, so I might put some Just For Men through it, just before, some permanent uh, hair dye in it just, it just before donating. But the only other proviso is that it has to be uh, banded together, and it has to be seven inches at least in length. Um, so I've got a long way to go yet, because I can literally, like most of it, I can scrag back, but it's not all there yet. So it's not even really, I've not even really started in terms of the hair that's actually going to get donated. Go for it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, fuck it. Since I can grow some hair, I might as well make a use of it. Yeah, right. So. I mean, I, I could barely grow hair out. It just comes out awfully. <laughs> so does mine. You haven't seen me. <laughs> not recently. No, you got the short hair. You do. I got you, the you short fe- hair. You fed up to the gimmick, kid. I fed into the... Uh... To the Daniel Bryan gimmick, uh, the hair is gonna go to a little kid with cancer, and uh, fuck that cancer, man! Uh, it's uh, that's a sh- that's a shitty gimmick right there. Take uh, take a swig of beer for the cancer man. You'd uh, you'd think that cancer would uh, would lay down for the free second tan, but uh, you know, as, as John Cena would say, but uh, nope, no, nope, not gonna do it. So gonna do it. <laughs> I'm actually reading a thread. Um, uh, things in wrestlers and gimmicks you forgot existed. Do you remember Mason oh. Ryan? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Good God, baby Welsh Batista. Batista. Welsh baby Batista. <laughs> and then he grew his hair out, and um, he looked even more like Batista somehow. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, whatever uh, it was like how Daniel, uh, It was like how Darren Young was like Black Cena. Oh Jesus, yeah. Yeah. He did uh, look like There was him. that time that Alberto Del Rio turned face at Backlash to face Batista <laughs> in a heatless feud for honor and bragging rights, which Alberto won with a roll-up. Yep. And then Batista gets the victory less than 24 hours later on Raw. <laughs> and afterwards, the main event uh, for WrestleMania was Batista versus Randy Orton. And then it wasn't that. It was Batista versus Randy Orton. I, I don't know. It was like Mania 25. Oh, it was a good few years ago. That was old. Uh, let me see. What else we got here? Um, uh, they did a thing with Hornswoggle where he was like a, you know, before he left where he joined three-man band. Yes, I remember that. And feuded with the, um, with El Torito, Torito. who yeah. is now gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you remember biker Chuck Palumbo? Yes. Whose entrance music started with the uh, with the phrase "You will remember me." <laughs> no, I fucking won't. I I still do somehow. Uh, I remember he had an endless feud with Jamie Noble over. I want to say Michelle McCool. It wasn't Nidia, was it? No, no. I think you're right. Was... I think it was Michelle McCool. It was Michelle McCool, and they did a double turn. That was Michelle when she was loving life. Yeah, the fucking bland white lady Michelle McCool. I'm Michelle McCool, and I'm loving life. Random 
Okay. I like rollerblading. This isn't really a show, but you know, you you do you. You <laughs> you keep loving life, I guess. I'm loving life, and uh, now I'm loving death. Yes. The Undertaker. And puppet shows. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, and I remember, I remember they did a double turn where was that Chuck Palumbo was abusive towards Michelle McCool. Mm. Or was it Stacy? Now I come to think about it. Uh, let me see. Lance Caden. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Um, what else do we got? Shark Boy as Steve Austin Shark Boy. Yes. He still is Steve Austin Shark Boy. Yeah. Give me a shell, yeah. Give me a shell, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. He put on some weight as well, didn't he? Yep. Uh, I remember uh, Garrett Bischoff. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Uh, beardless Canadian hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's right. He did join the Canadians. Yes. Uh, Caval and Laycool, which I loved. Yeah, remember that. Uh, uh, remember when Animal inhaled one of the letters and became the Road Warrior? <laughs> yes. After, after being in a tag team with Heidenreich as the new Legion of Doom? Oh, Jesus. Do you remember Heidenreich raping Michael Cole? Yes, I do. And it would have been offensive if it wasn't so fucking weird. <laughs> well, he just had him pinned up against the wall while he was reading a disaster piece poem to him. Yes. It was horrible. It, I, I, wasn't that... I was on network television. I think Paul Heyman was his manager at the time as well. Paul Heyman? Yeah, I think Paul Heyman might have been Heidenreich's manager at the time that he raped um, Michael Cole. Maybe? I know Paul Heyman was his manager for a while. I wonder whatever happened to Heidenreich. I, I kind of liked him when he went on his whole uh, face uh, poet gimmick. I feel like he found God or something. And... Did he? I don't know. I think a lot of them... I know Molly Holly found uh, religion and, and left. Molly Holly's his... been religious for like forever. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm gonna look up Heidenreich. Let's see what he's up to. I remember his theme tune being absolutely righteous. Yeah, his theme was pretty awesome. Uh, let me see. Uh, so the last thing he did was he wrestled in 2009, and then he retired. Heidenreich. Heidenreich. He's part of the lawsuit that's happening right now. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. The more you know. But ever since then, I don't know. He, uh, he hasn't done much. I remember him feuding with M&M. Oh, man. There you go. Morrison, Nitro, Molina. They were pretty memorable. Is Molina in Lucha Underground now? No. she Apparently, from what I heard, she was... This is a rumor. She was going to be, and then they didn't like working with her because she had kind of an attitude. No. Uh, and she claims that that's not the case. Uh, yeah, we asked but... your boyfriend, and he said that he'd rather not have you work here. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. Is like I think they're still together. Jesus. 
So Dude's pussy whip beyond belief. I yeah, I don't know I don't know what to tell you. Um I don't know what to tell you about Morrison, because that guy could probably have any girl he wants. He really could. Yeah. He's uh he may have he may have kind of a fixation. And I like Melina. I liked her as a talent. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, I don't know her personally. I can't. I can't say anything about her as like a wrestler. I mean, I mean, uh, as a, as a fucking human being, I just know that she likes to cuck, uh, cuck Johnny Boy. Hmm. And uh, I don't know, man. Maybe he, maybe he likes it. I don't know. I just remember that Batista thing. <laughs> 